Ваше здоровье. 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 Hello, my dears. It's Chappie, your British butler. And I just want to, at the top of the show, in episode 135 of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, take my hat aloft. And I'm afraid it's a bowler hat. It's not a, it's not a Russian hat that's keeping my lug holes warm. God, I'd love one of those. I'm going to need one, I think. There's a polar vortex on the way in the UK. The deepest snow since 1963, apparently. And you will all need a Russian hat. But we are in celebration. We raise a glass. We raise the ceremonial glass to our Russian friends and say cheers. Cheers, my dears, for getting us to number 17 in the comedy podcast charts in Russia. Now, I have no idea... I have no, no idea at all if they even understand the sense of humor. Maybe it's just like, you know, a semblance of a load of weird noises put together somewhat logically and they find it amusing. I don't know, but I, 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 there's no rhyme nor reason to what people tune into and find amusing. Maybe they're trying to improve their English. Well, I wouldn't listen to this nonsense if, you're, if that's what you're trying to do. But I thank you. I doff my cap to you. Thank you for getting us. We're just behind um, the, uh, the, the comedy classic that is Bateman, Hayes and Arnett. I mean, were we above them, though? They were down four. I think we're above them in the charts. We're squeezed between them in the charts early in the week. But uh, I think they've now got the better of us. Bateman, Hayes and Arnett. You buggers. But anyway, it's lovely to, lovely to be here on this auspicious day. And happy Diwali uh, to my Indian friends. I mean, if we have time today, I really want a Diwali potato recipe. But this show is going to be smothered. It's going to be packed this is, the, this is your most loaded potato ever of a show. Because we're talking about the perfect crispy baked potato a little bit later. But I think we need some Diwali potatoes as well. I mean, that would be uh, absolutely fantastic. So thank you again to my Russian friends. Every time you hear Kalinka today, every time you hear Kalinka, you need to do a shot. Even if it's Smirnoff. You know, that's what I have. That's what I'm doing. So let's see what chaos ensues when we all do a shot when we hear Kalinka playing in the background. Or, or we could do my favorite word because I, I've sort of analyzed, I've done a deep analysis of the words I like to use in this podcast. And so, so, so is, is one of the favorites. I seem to use so, so very often. I don't know how to eradicate it. Maybe I need some hypnosis. But then again, as you learned on last week's show, if uh, I do hypnosis, they, I may be hypnotized to fart on demand. Now, you know, on demand, uh, succession, on demand, Grey's Anatomy, 
uh, on demand, strictly come dancing, or whatever it is, is fine. But on demand farting is not good. I mean, you don't want somebody to dial up your phone and, uh, hey, uh, hey, choppy, guff, and then you just let rip. Because it's, it's controlled by some sort of, uh, some sort of word that you hear. So the phone could ring or somebody across the room could say something. And then you could literally fart on demand. And I certainly, I certainly do not want that. So I do want to get rid of saying so, so very much. But uh, I don't want to be hypnotized to, uh, you know, fart on demand instead of saying so. I don't think that's an equal uh, replacement, do you? So here we are. Uh, it's the podcast. I'm a little croaky. I'm a little fearful. I'm doing the double shot. I'm doing uh, the flu shot and a boost next week for the COVID. And uh, well, we'll see how uh, we'll see how things develop on that side. I mean, I do I, I do want to request to have one in my posterior, one in my bottom. I would love that. Yeah, one in the bottom, one in the arm. That would be fine, wouldn't it? But I don't want to look like a pincushion. I don't look like some sort of um, British porcupine. So one in the bottom. And we talked about this before when, uh, when I think uh, uh, a lot of people were getting the uh, vaccination earlier in the year. And uh, why, why don't they still, why can't you still get it pronged in the bum? You know, there's a lot of flab there. Especially if you've got a man's bottom. I mean, you can, you can run and it can be like a bullseye. And you wouldn't feel any pain. Whereas in the arm, especially if you've got like little chicken arms or T-Rex arms or anything like that, it can be an absolute abomination. Uh, but anyway, it's remember, remember the 5th of November, Gunpowder, Treason and Plot. We're having a little bit of a bonfire night, Guy Fawkes night, or Guy Fawkes night, as my Yankee friend, I mean, Guy Fawkes, Fawkes, it's Fawkes, 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 no, it's not Fawkes, Fawkes, Guy Fawkes night, is uh, what we're celebrating today, when uh, that rascal, that early terrorist, Guy Fawkes, tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament, so we look at a little bit of the history, some of the food. I mean, it's completely, as I said, spudtastic today. And this is the most loaded spud you're ever going to taste. So the drinking game. So I just said, I said so. There we go. I need the hypnotism, I promise you. But it's so easy to use the word so. So the drinking game doesn't start yet. Because I warn you, if, you, if over the next three or four minutes here, you're doing a shot per Kalinka, you're going to be absolutely inebriated. Now, you know, for you knocking off work in the UK or in Europe, that's fine. But in America... If it's still fairly early with you, probably not the best idea, I would say. So today on the podcast, Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, episode 135. It's a bonfire night Guy Fawkes special today. 
where we're looking at a little bit of the history behind Guy Fawkes, but some of the other things we'll be looking at. We're going to look at a Nigella Lawson. Uh, basically, it's a sausage stew recipe for uh, 5th of November, for bonfire night. Perfect. See, I have very, very fond and very detailed memories of when, vivid memories of when I was a boy going along to the fireworks display locally uh, near near my, my mum and dad's Chappie Towers. And I remember, okay, fireworks. Now, not a huge fan of the fireworks, have to say. And now I have dogs, I'm even less of a fan. And we'll be talking about that maybe later on, that you should think about the CBD dog chews for your panicky pooches and cats, uh, whatever animal you have. I don't know if you can give it to a parrot. I don't know if a slightly stoned parrot may be highly annoying, especially if it's talking a little bit more. You know, and what do you give a parrot with the munchies? Do they eat extra peanuts? I mean, we don't know. Do they go for the monkey nuts? I don't know. But I think a high uh, munchy parrot could be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... Uh, I mean, they wouldn't be flying around because they'd be incredibly relaxed. But uh, yeah, a stone pretty poly, yeah, probably not what you need for the start of the weekend. But for dogs, don't know about cats, but for dogs, these CBD chews that relax and calm are wondrous. They work very well on the 4th of July, and I think they'll work very, very well uh, for you on the 5th of November. So remember, remember the 5th of November, we have a special on that. So there was the best facial hair at the German Mustache Beard Championships. And I tell you, some of these pictures of these guys with the moustaches, it gave me an idea. Also introducing you uh, the new horror character for the season. We'll be talking about that. I'm not going to reveal it yet because it's genius, genius. And I don't want anybody to steal it, especially some budding porno uh, director. I do not want them to. And, and, and maybe it already exists. Maybe there's already a film out there that has uh, been called this. And I haven't searched yet. Maybe I'll do that live on the podcast. We have some interesting facts about Bonfire Night and Guy Fawkes. We have Maggie the Corgi relentlessly barking at homeless people. I also feel that I should put some money on the lottery because I emptied my, uh, my trash the other day. I tell you, this podcast is fascinating, isn't it? We're getting to the real... real the real nitty-gritty of my decidingly mundane life. Also, Reese's peanut butter cups. Have you ever had one stuck to your foot? Uh, I also stung my finger the other day. Napping world leaders. Uh, also, how to get some rid of some excess hair on your back. Something, um, you know, during a bored moment. Something I discovered. Uh, spider hunting as well. Um, also, one of my uh, one of my special orders on Amazon. Not one of those special orders. I tell you, you've got such a dirty mind. Now I have a sp some special orders on Amazon that I didn't even know about, and I don't know how it got there. We'll be talking about that as well. 
And of course, as I said, when you hear some Cossack dancing, when you hear Kalinka, you need to do a shot. I dare you to look up facial hair aficionado, face off at German moustache and beard championships. On Reuters, if you look at this here, there's some absolute wonders here. I mean, some of these look like camp commandants. They've got uh, some sort of trilbies, tip for hats on. And I mean, it looks straight out of Halloween. There's one hit guy here looks like an absolute walrus. So Christian Fight from the from from Germany poses during the German Mustache and Beard Championships, and this guy here honestly looks like he has had his genetics shared with a walrus. I mean, it's unbelievable, and it's a little spiky. You wouldn't want to kiss this guy; you could get your eye poked out. And then uh, we have a gentleman who doesn't want to be named. And he looks basically like Lord Admiral Nelson, but with a very pointy beard and a incredibly waxed moustache that Poirot would be very, very happy with. Fritz Sendelhofer is, uh, has got a banjo on, a couple of German guys here with real handlebar moustache. And they're, they're curled or teased right at the end. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic here. And then you've got probably, I would say Fritz Sendelhofer could double up as Santa Claus. He probably goes from the beer championships right up to Lapland, and then he starts packing up the presents for uh, for Christmas here. I would look at this. I've never seen some beers like it. I mean, there's if there's any issue with mountains of moustache wax not being used, it was used this week. And I feel that some of these German competitors are molding dough around their moustaches and beards and they're baking soft pretzels on their beards. I think that's what's happening. I think that's how the pretzels get their shapes is uh, the, the dough is being molded round and uh, basically cooked upon a Barbarossa or a moustache. It's very, very impressive. But you know what? I wouldn't want to pick the dough out because, I mean, dough goes bad, doesn't it? You don't want moldy dough in your tash. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. So why is the 5th of November so important and so iconic? And who is this Guy Fawkes chap? You've seen the mask, it's V for Vendetta. As I said, it's V for Voracious Appetite Day today, where we're getting spudtastic. There's no vendettas along here. And uh, hopefully, well, maybe there's some virgins listening. Who knows? But it's V for Voracious Appetite today here in the podcast. Guy Fawkes was born on the 13th of April, 1570. Ruling at this time in the Tudor dynasty, more precisely, uh, was Elizabeth I. You know what? And I'm, I'm actually going to, I, I'm going to right now doff my own hat. So the hat is truly doffed. Yeah, yeah. And thank you. Cheers to me. Yeah, cheers to me. Because I have found a mistake in this research. 
Now this is research that I did, but the person with the notes on here on Guy Fawkes said ruling in 1570 was Henry VIII. Now Henry VIII had been dead since 1547. So once again, my incredible knowledge and memory defeats the research of this article. It was Elizabeth I who came to the throne in 1558. So I'm giving it like a mini history lesson. So he was, uh, Guy Fawkes was born a Protestant and at the ripe old of age of 16, Guy converted to Catholicism, uh, which was considered a troubling religion at the time. Fighting on the side of Catholic Spain, he became involved in a conflict abroad where he picked up the name Guido. This conflict was known as the 80 Years' War. When Guy was arrested in London, he was forced to sign a document confirming his identity. He initially refused, but after torture, he buckled and signed. Interestingly, he signed with his acquired name, Guido. Bonfire Night essentially celebrates the foiling of a plot by Guy Fawkes and his fellow conspirators to blow up the Houses of Parliament in London. We celebrate this by burning an effigy of Guy and launching a whole bunch of fireworks into the sky in a spectacular display. Some would argue that there's little better looking out over London or a huge city in the UK watching copious fireworks display up and light up the night sky. Yeah, fireworks are give, give and take. Yeah, not, not that interested in the fireworks. And the poor pooches, give them the CBD, give them the marijuana chews. Well, it's without the THC, but you know, you've got a high dog, a relaxed dog, and it helps their joints as well. And yeah, this isn't very, very nice, is it? But Guy Fawkes wasn't hung, drawn and quartered as the fate awaiting him. Instead, Guy actually committed suicide in order to escape the grisly end. Following his untimely death, his body was subsequently quartered and spread to the corners of the country. This was to serve as a deterrent for any would-be perpetrators. And in essence, the V for Vendetta. So I've created a character that is perfect for this time of year. Between Halloween, Guy Fawkes Night, a slightly mischievous character that would only come out, maybe come being the literative word here, at this time of year. And it is the Knob Goblin. So just doing a little bit of research here, and I thought once again I'd been absolutely ingenious coming up with a new mischievous cheeky character who thrives on innuendo and doing despicable and sometimes naughty things. Uh, but then, yes, I looked at the Urban Dictionary. Uh, somebody who really enjoys this certain activity of knob goblin. Uh, yes, and um, I thought, well, maybe could I trademark this? Could I trademark it? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, could I trademark knob goblin? Um, and then I started doing deeper research, uh, quite literally. Um, and uh, I saw Knob Goblin videos, gas station Knob Goblin, um, the Goblin Cave. <laughs> yes, I mean, in essence, it is a category on a certain site. So I'm going to have to retire my new mischievous friend. Uh, in fact, on one site, there's 400 videos and I do not want... You know, I imagine 
sadly. <laughs> Dudley Moore as the elf in Santa Claus the movie. Stars in the sequel of Knob Goblin. In a, in a place where time forgot. Dudley Moore stars in Knob Goblin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think it would, uh, I don't think it would work. It would scare everybody. You've got a, you've got a elf that decides he would prefer the dark side of Christmas. And he becomes a Knob Goblin. I think I'm going to retire it. I've decided, let's retire it. You know what? Let's, let's do a shot instead. Express it, obviously. Back with the 5th of November facts about Guy Fawkes Night. Guy Fawkes. There were 36 barrels of gunpowder used during the plot, which some would argue had been plenty to blow up Parliament at the time, but others claimed the gunpowder was too old and wouldn't have exploded as as expected if it had been ignited. It might have been like a damp squib. At bonfire night, it isn't just fireworks that light up the evening. There's also copious amounts of sparklers. Now, I don't mind a sparkler, but you don't want to grab the wrong end because you have very burnt fingers. And burnt fingers do not lend itself to consuming huge amounts of baked potatoes afterwards. Yeah. I mean, if you can't hold that little fork and, and, and pry away and scoop up that buttery, cheesy goodness in the baked potato. Yeah. You need your digits working. Sparklers can be five times hotter than cooking oil and rocket fireworks have been known to reach speeds of 150 miles an hour. Up until 1959, 1959, it was illegal to not celebrate bonfire night in Britain. But there was a school in York, coincidentally the school that Guy himself attended, that was an exception to the law. To this day, they still, perhaps rightly so, refused to burn the Guy effigy that represents one of the former pupils. I mean, no headmaster was that cruel. Well, I wouldn't say that. Lots of very devious demon headmasters out there. It was alleged that the first meeting between the conspirators with the, the Duck and Drake. Yeah. It's like my old favorite. Water for Duck's back, water for Drake's deck. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, the Duck and Dick. The Duck and Drake, sorry, in the Strand. It's probably started one of the discussions you have with your friends where you claim you're going for it and you're going to make a big, bold move, except these guys didn't wake up the next day with a the fear. They followed through with a plan, or tried to anyway, with their slightly old antique roadshow gunpowder. We have the Chappie Towers fire blazing right now. And I want to point you towards Nigella Lawson's Instagram site for her yellow split pea and wiener soup or frankfurter soup if you want it's basically a wiener soup and she writes this embracingly hearty meal of soup always makes me grateful for the harsh winter weather and uh, she used to make it for cozy families new year's days and bonfire nights and still do happily 
but it would be a shame to confine it to just one outing a year. If you know there's going to be a chill in the air and want something warming to greet you when you come home, hands, nose, feet stinging from the cold, this is what you need to warm you up. The soup can be made in advance. You can pour it into a, a pretty broad type of flask. You need it pretty thick um, with a little, little bit of width because if you have sizable wieners floating around in there, you need plenty of room for the wieners to float. So, and you can also make it vegan, use vegetables rather than the chicken stock and don't add the, don't add the wieners. So you need an onion, carrot, clove of garlic, stick of celery, uh, ground mace, some split peas, chicken stock, and approximately eight wieners. Yes, eight. So peel the onion, carrot, cut the onions into rough chunks, put them all uh, roughly cut up, stick of celery into a, a food process and blitz. Spoon the oil into the heavy wide saucepan, then warm. Add the chopped vegetables from the processor. Add the ground mace. Again, a little bit too much mace. And uh, I mean, it's to taste, obviously. So a little bit too much mace may be uh, a, a little bit overpowering for some palates. So pour 1.25 liters, uh, five cups of stock, add the Baileys, bring to the boil, turn down the heat, and everything was tender and a little bit sludgy. Now, I wouldn't use sludgy in a recipe. I don't think I would use sludgy in a recipe. But add a little bit more stock, Sometimes the peas seem to thicken too much before they actually cook and need to be watered down. So add some water and you can add frankfurters or wieners if you wish. Probably best to slice them into small pieces, especially if you've got the flask. Because again, you don't want your wiener wedged in a, in a hot flask. That could be pretty nasty. I mean, she, uh, she warms it up in a microwave. She, you can add it to a flask. She said it's not an elegant soup but it's a near perfect one for a chilling winter's or autumnal evening. It sounds absolutely fantastic. And you know what? Instead of apple bobbing, you can uh, put your hands behind your back. Probably don't want to tie them, uh, but you could go bobbing for wieners uh, in, your, in your soup. Maybe you want a little bit of a, maybe a teacup or bring along your saucepan and you too can bob for wieners in, in, a, in a steaming hot soup. Now, I would recommend, as with um, like apple bobbing, if you've got sort of bigger teeth or more protruding teeth uh, or bigger lips, you can do probably better when like trying to suck up the wieners. Um, anyway, let me know how your wiener bobbing goes in this rather delightful, hearty soup. Really appreciate it. So I've got a little bit of an issue. I have a rather feisty corgi that likes to bark at homeless people. I've noticed this over the last few days. Uh, well, or whoever Maggie thinks is probably homeless. I don't know if it's a hoodie thing as well. Maybe she doesn't like the hoodies. But anyway, she likes to bark at uh, homeless people, uh, people who are carrying their sleeping bags around and those sort of very, very fortunate cases that are, that are around and about here. And I, I don't know what to do. I mean, you've got a dog that's barking, growling, getting very aggressive. Boards of people probably haven't had a very good night's sleep, but they've been sleeping rough. And I feel, you know, rather inclined to, like, give them something. Now, 
I don't carry money. I don't think anybody carries cash around anymore. So what do you give in this situation? Now, I have given a sheepskin coat to some homeless uh, homeless folks when I used to live uh, live in New Mexico. So I've done that. Um, but I, I, I think that Nigella's warming uh, split pea and wiener soup could be the perfect solution. We just need to carry around enough flasks uh, to give to our homeless people, homeless friends here. Now, I don't know what I'm going to do about Maggie, though. I mean, maybe it could be the same thing. Maybe I could give her a sip of the uh, split pea wiener soup. Now, as with every child, she's going to go and start picking the wieners out and she's not going to eat the goodness around the split pea, is she? So our final facts around bonfire night. Other traditions around bonfire night, including a penny for the guy, where you basically... I don't know if you used to give a penny to stop the guy being burned... I think that's what it was. Maybe it's blackmail, so you wouldn't have the effigy burned. Or apple bobbing. And as I said, if you've got, you know, more prominent teeth or bigger lips, you can really get your mouth down there. And, and just try to, I, I, I mean, at least you can sort of try to, like, scrape the toffee off the apple when it's bobbing. I mean, do they put toffee in the apples when it's bobbing, or is it just apples? I don't know. I can't remember. But... If you just get out there and try to scrape it off and get some of the toffee off there. Sounds absolutely lovely. So that encapsulates a very fun-loving spirit. So if you don't know what Penny for the Guy is, basically it's a trick-or-treat, but it's a homemade doll, not a Ken doll. It's, it looks like, you know, Guido Fawkes. And... Uh, and apparently, if you if you if you do give the money, then the kids may not put it on top of the bonfire. So you're not going to get uh, you know a roasted smoke guy. That's uh, that's that's the tradition behind it. So Guy Fawkes was arrested while he was guarding the explosive barrels planted under the Parliament, and he was then tortured. He gave the names of his fellow conspirators, along with finally offering up his real name. Well, he said Guido. Uh, rather than Guy. But in the end, the authorities that stopped it stopped a potentially nation-changing event, which was luckily avoided and became the 5th of November. Okay, hope your tootsies are nice and warm and toasty. Put a pair of those Nordic socks on if you're going out braving the cold, braving the chill on this 5th of November bonfire night, Guy Fawkes night. So, as well as colourful fireworks and a crackling bonfire, the 5th of November is all about enjoying warming comfort food on a crisp winter's evening. Jacket potatoes are a perfect choice for the winter's night. Easy to prepare a batch, very customizable, and can be left in a slow cooker to create that classic crispy skin and light fluffy center. So here how you create the perfect baked potato. Most supermarkets sell potatoes specifically for jackets or baking potatoes. These are the larger ones that are specially selected from the crop that are size graded. 
I don't know if I'd want to be size graded. I probably, you know, as a Billy Bunter at school, I was probably size graded. I mean, how many times have you been size graded over the years? Again, at school, probably going into the shower uh, at the... uh, at the, at the rugby club at school, uh, yeah, you were probably size graded there as well. <clears throat> anyway, when it comes to spuds, a bag of nice, big, evenly sized spuds are what you need. Size does matter in the potato department. If you want to be spudalicious, size is very, very important. Patience is definitely a virtue when it comes to cooking the perfect potato. To ensure the skins come out of the oven with a classic crispy texture and earth taste and a flowery and fluffy inside, two hours at 190 is optimal. But you know what? I have another, I have a kicker of an idea here. And I do this every time. There is the potato option in the microwave. You put your potatoes, prick, prick, prick your potatoes. And uh, put two potatoes in the microwave and add it to the cycle that says three potatoes. I know it's very confusing, but cook it as it were three potatoes. And it's about 10 minutes. And those beauties are soft inside. And then from there, you can put them in the oven. And it only takes half an hour, half an hour, instead of instead of the two hours. So anyway, when it comes to filling the, we, we, we on the show, we on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese love a very loaded potato. You want your load, loaded potato packed to the rafters with goodness. But lashings of butter to an inch of your life. But you, I mean, butter's sometimes enough. But you can. there's many other ingredients. You could do the baked potato and chili. I love that. Cascaded like a little red and beanie river over the chili. Jacket potato of homemade baked beans. Even the Heinz beans, just stuff them in there. Butter, cheese, absolutely phenomenal. And then you can do a fancy one, quick stuffed jacket potatoes with pancetta and borson. I don't know about that. I think borson's a little bit like feta. It's, it's probably the poor man's cheese, I would say. I don't like it. Need a nice cheddar. A nice mature cheddar. Okay, so also there's a pizza baked potato that basically uh, combines classic pizza toppings and top of a crispy spud. Now that sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it? Absolutely delicious. So anyway, I hope your potatoes will be nice and crisp and loaded full of goodness. This remember, remember the 5th of November night. (laughs) Trump or trombone. So, kicking off, Trump or Jerome, where we take some of the most heinous headline crimes of the week and equate them to a raspy Trump or uh, maybe even a bellowy trombone. So, a woman gets £10 henna tattoo on chest as a joke, and it's there three months later. A woman was left red-faced after paying £10 for a temporary henna tattoo at a festival, and it shows no signs of fading three months later. Uh, she uh, she decided to get I Love Stormzy tattooed uh, across her chest in henna, uh, she got the henna work done late in August, and it's still clearly visible, clear as day, three months later. She took to TikTok, and with a massive grin on the face, she sits on the grass in a green bikini top and starts applying henna to the chest and gets the uh, Stormzy uh, tattoo added. And it's showing no signs of fading whatsoever. I guess in this 
particular case, it's not the case of henna today, gone tomorrow. And a pub worker says she's been paid bonuses worth thousands of pounds in cryptocurrency, and she hopes it will achieve her goal of buying a property. Jay Darby, who works in the Potter's Arms in Winchmore Hill, Amersham, uh, said along with the pub workers, Darby is eligible for bonuses, but not paid in British pounds, but cryptocurrency coder, uh, not cash. So Darby, who is also a former national champion of dressage and a current coach, says uh, that she had around 2,500 of her own money in coda before working at the pub and now has around 6,500 pounds in, in uh, cryptocurrency. I mean, I wonder if she gets her sort of base salary in crypto and maybe tips in pork scratchings and pickled eggs. And allegedly, women are only just finding out why there's a bow on front of their knickers. Having a bow on the front of your knickers may make it easier to tell the front from the back, but that's not the only reason it features on underwear. At some point, you may have noticed, men and ladies, ladies and mantelpieces, a small decorative bow sewn at the level of virtually every pair of women's knickers. Beyond that, it's something that many of us can ad- can't really admit thinking long and hard about. Have you ever wondered why the bow was there? Knickers were first introduced during the Renaissance to maintain hygiene. So before that, they were going a little bit commando. Yeah, you don't, uh, you don't want your cannonballs uh, hanging out uh, in medieval times or anything else. Uh, you know, uh, you, certainly the blunderbuss would uh, fire all over the place without a pair of the Renaissance knickers. Um, and it protected the women from the cold to save them from embarrassment if they fell off a horse. I mean, if you fell off a horse, I mean, you've got other things to worry about rather than an icy crack. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. One intrigued person took to Reddit to get to the bottom of the bow's mystery. Why do so many knickers have a little bow in the center front? Where did the tradition come from? The most common reason was the bow kept underwear from falling down as elastic was yet to be invented. One person commented, now it's cute, it's feminine, it evokes innocence, and it really makes it easy to tell which side is the front uh, and which side is the back when dressing hastily in the dark so I, I i think i think you need to start putting a bow on men's knickers you know then you would know the front from the back well hmm, hmm. let me think about that for a moment i mean forget the bow also having a tooth floss or cheese wire on the back is an obvious giveaway which is the front and which is the back Every village and town celebrates bonfire night in their own way, whether it's holding a fireworks display at the local school, having a fire ground come to town, or carrying flaming barrels on people's backs. Yes, while this sounds dangerous and almost completely fictitious, there is a small town laying in the rolling hills of Otter Valley in Devon that does exactly that. Ottery St. Mary has a local tradition known as tar barrels, where flaming tar barrels are carried through the streets of the town and has become popular attraction for visitors. Dating back to the 17th century, the custom is held every year on the 5th of November with uh, each pub in Ottery sponsoring a single barrel to be used on the occasion. Let's hope there's no beer in that. There'll be a terrible waste and people might be running around with straws burning their lips. On bonfire night, the barrels outside each pub in turn, when the flames start pouring on the barrels, are hoisted onto people's backs and march through the town. 
The barrels can weigh up to 30 kilos. The festivities kick off early in the evening with children's, youth and women's events, which culminates in the men's turn when 17 barrels are lit outside the pub's town. So they get little poor little children carrying barrels on their back. Oh, heathen, seriously. Tradition states that only those born in the town who live there for most of their lives may carry barrels in the festivities. It's rumoured that the event may have originated as a way to ward off evil spirits. Yes, because you basically burn yourself. Uh, other local customs include Pixie Day, a day which commemorates a legend of pixies being banished from the town into nearby caves now known as Pixie Parlour. So you've got Pixie Parlour. That's maybe where the knob goblins go to... Yes, sir. Uh, Come and join me at Pixie Parlor. I'm uh, your uh, regional knob goblin. Uh, there's also the legend of John Coke's ghost. This is this is sounds like a fun place. Barrel burning, Pixie Parlor, knob goblin, and John Coke's ghost. Question is, how do you know that it's John Coke's ghost? He has uh, white round his nostrils. So go and indulge in the very British problems uh, website, Twitter feed, and Instagram. But this is an absolutely delightful uh, 5th of November. Remember, remember, 5th of November. Very British problems, uh, little ditty. So number one. On November the 5th, bonfire night, wearing enough clothes to survive a polar expedition when attending a fireworks display despite the temperatures being 12 degrees Celsius. Having great fun using your sparkler to light other people's sparklers until it goes out. Number three. Uh, traipsing around trying to get a good vantage point for an event that takes place in the sky uh, number four insisting on purchasing a hot dog from the food store that gives you food poisoning every november yes no wiener bobbing for you uh, also being sure to record the whole display on your phone safe in the knowledge that you'll never watch it again uttering one of the th uh, possible reviews well that's a bit disappointing i'm sure it'll be better next year is that it and then uh, being puzzled as why it takes more than an hour to exit a big square field. Uh, also, uh, number eight, wondering why everybody else in your street thinks a fireworks night is a month-long event. Number nine, putting your faith in explosives from a news agent who you wouldn't normally trust to sell you a packet of in-date crisps. And number ten, deciding to celebrate bonfire night next year by drinking a litre of mulled wine in front of the telly. Absolutely fabulous having you here today. It's been wondrous. It's been marvellous. It's been superb. It's been absolutely delicious to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I absolutely uh, thank you so much indeed. Yes, yes. And say that again, please. Oh, yes. Thank you, our Russian friends. Thank you. And, uh, oh, yes. Cheers to you. Cheers. 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 Yes, so if you like to listen to the podcast, the audio version, Apple Music may be the one for you. It could also be on Pandora, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music. Well, there's no music on the Amazon Music one. But if you do like music, then the Butler Emporium musical edition of the podcast on Spotify could be the one for you. If you like some Electric Six, if you like some Boney M, Haircut 100, Arthur Brown, Amy Stewart, Lindisfarne, you like a bit of uh, Dirk Diggler. You like also some ACDC. Uh, absolutely fantastic. More today than yesterday. If you like some Simply Red. If you also like some Robbie Williams. Then the Musical Emporium Edition could be for you. It could be the one for you. 
Uh, and it's a little playlist that I put together that basically illustrates the show for you musically in your ears. Now, if you hear a banger or one of the one of those ones that go off tonight. Yeah, that's not after eating the beanie potato. Uh, if you hear a banger that go up, then you might hear Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese emanating from the back end of a firework tonight. It could be possible. Anyway, coming up next, we have a special 5th of November poem. Oh, bonfire, you're a merry fellow with your flames of red and yellow and your cheery cracks and pops you gobble up all the old bean props, the pea sticks, withered plants and all, the leaves blown down beside the wall, your never-ending spires of smoke, the colour of Pixie's cloak, go mounting in the starry sky, and when the wind comes bustling by, oh what a merry game you play, and how you pop and roar away, your heart is red, your smoke is thick, on pile of leaves and branches quick, let's dance around and shout and sing, oh bonfire, you're a lovely thing. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I will be back again for another edition of the podcast before the end of the weekend. We have two editions every week. But until then, be safe out there for Bonfire Night, Guy Fawkes Night, and have a lovely Friday. Cheerio.